Welcome to All Things Jesus with Nicole Atkinson, a podcast with a holistic approach to discussing real-life issues from a biblical standpoint and discover how to live life on purpose all while loving Jesus. Each week, we study the Scripture and allow God's Word to teach us how to deal with life's hardships, overcome obstacles, and in turn, excel in being our best self specifically dealing with such topics as marriage, family, parenting, mental wellness, challenges, and how to live a balanced life. We're excited for you to join us in listening today. Now here's your host, Nicole Atkinson. Welcome to All Things Jesus with Nicole Atkinson. How are you guys doing today? I am doing well, well, well. We are just so excited to be here with you today. This is All Things Jesus, the show that takes a deep dive into the Word of God while showcasing how to make it applicable in daily living. I am Nicole Atkinson, and today we are talking about living the life Jesus promised, walking in the promises of God. I'm so excited. And on today's episode, we are talking about the life Jesus promised we could have and walking in his promises. We discuss being created in the image and likeness of God, God's command that how God commands us to be blessed, where we stand now in God's eyes, and we look at how God's promises are readily available, and lastly, how to embody and take ownership of God's promises in everyday living. God loves us so much. And so when we think about how much he loves us, we have to think about what type of life did Jesus promise? In order for us to understand the type of life that Jesus promised, we have to look at God's original intent for mankind. And we find that in Genesis 1 and 27 through 28. And it reads, so God created man in his own image, in the image and likeness of God. He created him male and female. He created them. 28. And God blessed them, granting them certain authority and said to them, be fruitful multiply and fill the earth and subjugate it, putting it under your power and rule over, dominate the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves upon the earth. So when we read this scripture, first it shows us that God created man in his image and likeness, you and me. We are created in the image and likeness of God. So what that means is we are uh, being, our characteristics should reflect that of God. And that will help us to maximize our potential in life and give us the best quality of life. And then we see that God commanded that we were blessed. So before you even formed in your mother's womb, God said, yes, you, you are blessed. And in blessing us, he showed um, us how to survive. He showed us what we were to eat. He provided food, nurture. He gave uh, them companionship and he explained the rules of the land and showed them the importance of fellowship between God and man. And so this is this is so important. The first promises we see are love, connection, dependence, and fellowship with God. God always saw the need um, for man before man did. And he also provided the 
solution. This is so important because when you look at uh, how Genesis is created, God saw that he created man. And then he said, okay, man is going to need food. And he created food. Then he said, it's not good that man should be alone. So he created Eve. God is so solution-minded that he always provides what we need, even before our intellect catches up to say, okay, I'm going to have a need for this. God is 10 steps ahead of us and prepared us to, he, he created us to be um, in a position to trust him and to rely on him to lead our lives. But we know that in all of this um, preparedness that Adam and Eve still sin. And this is where sin entered into the world. And what um, is so important to understand is that with every promise, there is a command. There's something that God is saying, listen, when you trust me, you're going to receive all the promises of God. But when you don't trust me, you are left to your own devices and you're going to receive the consequences that come with that. And so we know that when sin entered the world, it had a promise of death. So God said uh, he had finished creating the Garden of Eden and it was so beautiful. It was a beautiful display of God's intention for creation. It was a place designed for life to be fully enjoyed. That is what we have to remember. When God thought of creation, he thought of a life filled with beautiful joy, open fellowship with him, no sickness, no disease, just a, a time of experiencing him, a time of love and just enjoyment until sin entered the world. As sin entered the world, even before it entered the world, God told Adam what not to do. In Genesis 2 and 8 and 9, it says, And the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. God is our provider. He provided everything that Adam needed before Adam even knew he had a need. God made the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life was there to show him that he was uh, eternal, that he had open connection with God and with everything that God provided. The tree of knowledge of good and evil shows us that uh, Satan had already fallen and that there was um, evil present in the world, but God shielded Adam from it and he gave him the command, do not eat of this tree because when you do, then you will um, come into the knowledge of knowing that evil exists and the promise of eating from that tree is death. And then in verse 16 and 17, it says, And the Lord commanded the man, saying, You may freely, unconditionally eat the eat the fruit from every tree of the garden, but only from the tree of knowledge, recognition of good and evil you shall not eat. Otherwise, on the day that you eat from it, you shall most certainly die because of your disobedience. Genesis, Genesis shows us God's original intent for mankind. It was to be our provider, to be our sustainer, to guide us and uh, to give us wisdom, uh, to have companionship and for us to really enjoy life fully. 
however, sin entered and brought the guarantee of death due to disobedience. And so I wanted to go over that story so that you can see that God originally intended for us to enjoy this life, to have open fellowship, to be our provider, to give us everything that we needed. It was just going to be a great time with God. That's how he created us. And we understand that uh, sin entered the world and that caused us a disconnect. And God um, had to fulfill the promise that death was a guarantee. So where does that leave us now? This brings us to the life of Jesus, our Redeemer. And through his blood sacrifice, he has guaranteed us. He has given us, granted us access back into fellowship with God. Jesus literally came to be a living sacrifice for us so that we could now uh, come boldly before the throne of grace. Because when Adam sinned, it separated us from God. But Jesus said, no, God, I, I got them. I want them to um, regain the original intent that we have for them and to just walk in open fellowship. So he said, I will be the living sacrifice so that through my blood, they will uh, come back into fellowship, back into the original intent that God intended for us to have. So Jesus comes to the earth literally to show us how to live the life that God originally intended for us to have. And so that's why it's very important. We do not even have time in this podcast episode to go over the life and ministry of Jesus because it's so awe-inspiring. It will really show you how much God loves you, uh, the, the life that God wants us to live, and the life that's obtainable to us as citizens of the kingdom of God. Every uh, person that is created, God created us with purpose and he loves us. And when we accept Jesus in our heart as our Lord and Savior, we have access back to God. And most importantly, we have eternal life. And so death is not the guarantee anymore. We are alive and able to live eternally forever, ever, 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 ever with God, which was his original intent. And when we think about that, it gives us joy to know that God loves us so much. Even when we fell to sin, he had a plan B. He said, no, I want them to be mine. And so I'm giving them another chance to be mine forever. Just think about that. Another chance. God, we thank you. Looking at um, the top Google the top Google searches for 2020 in regard to what Christians were searching on the internet, the top search that came up. Are you ready for this? The top search that came up. Are you ready for this? Was Christians? Well, I don't even know if there was Christians or not, but just people searching to find out who they were. So the top Google search was "Who am I?" People were searching to see what their purpose is in life. And they were longing to know who God created them to be. They were, so that's showing us that people are lost, people are confused, and not just only that, but that they want to know, why are they here? Why am I existing? They want to know. So they're searching for that. 
understanding the Bible and studying the life of Jesus can help us in this question. In doing this, we find thousands of promises that God has for us. And the very first book that I wrote is entitled, I Know Who I Am. This book was inspired by just the transformation that took place in, as a result of me giving my life to, to Jesus. And me giving my life to Jesus, it was such an awesome experience that I was able to just have my my mind transformed like i was literally changed and through studying the word of god to being connected to a a anchored uh, church that was teaching the the bible that was uh, encouraging me to grow and to develop my relationship with christ it showed me who i really was it showed me that the life that i was living before christ was just a facade it was fake it was not worthy it was it was just not it. And when I came into the knowledge of God and just developing a relationship with God, it showed me who I was, the original intent for my life. And it was just so exciting that I wanted everyone to experience this new life, to experience who God really called them to be. Because if we are not in connection with God, if we are not walking out the original intent that God predestined for our lives, we are wasting time. God has greater for us in our own um, human uh, intellect, in our own human will. We cannot fulfill and live the life that God has promised for us. And it doesn't even add up. That's why I get so excited about it because what God has for us far exceeds anything. Think of it like this, whatever your greatest goal is, whatever your greatest desire is for yourself, God has something greater. God has something greater. God showed me who I was in him. God showed me who he was first. He showed me that how much he loved me. And in discovering who God was, I discovered myself. God began to unfold all of his promises for my life talk about joy and excitement of knowing that I had a father who provides for me, who loves me, who satisfies, who heals, who gives wisdom. It literally changed my life forever. It was, it's, it's just so exciting. And even as I'm evolving today, like every day there's something new about God. And I just, I, I realized it last week, you know, just having talks with the Holy Spirit, I realized that as soon as we try to figure God out, he involves and, and shows us a new um, aspect of of his being. God is so loving. We will never be able to figure him out. Um, there's no cap on his love and his greatness and his newness. It's just so exciting. It's just an everyday evolving relationship that takes us to a place of total satisfaction, uh, total joy, just being who God created us to be. And the thing that I love about God so much is he wants to share that with us. He wants everyone to experience this life of promise, this life of uh, trusting him, this life of depending on him, this life of knowing and understanding that I created you for a purpose to th the very first command that God gave was to, um, he blessed us to subdue the earth, to just go and to produce and to prosper and to walk in purpose. 
God has the best in store for us. And when we think about that, we have to think about what the scripture says. In John 10, 10, it makes it plain to us. It shows us where we are now in walking out the life that Jesus promised us. The life that Jesus promised us is here in John 10, 10. It says, but I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. And the King James Version says, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. The first version that I read was from the um, the Passion Translation. And I want to read it again because we have to grasp this. We have to just get it in our being, let it saturate our mind so that we can begin to walk it out and walk from this perspective. It says, but I have come, Jesus, this is Jesus talking. Jesus says, I have come to give you everything in abundance. He doesn't even want to give it to you just like a little bit. Um, he wants to give it in abundance more than you expect. Remember? Whatever you think for yourself, God, his, his, his greatness for you far exceeds that. He says more than you expect. So when we don't connect with God, we're not even getting the best that life has to offer. God wants to give us more than we expect in this life. It, and it says life in its fullness until you overflow. So this life that we're supposed to be living in Christ, the promise that he has is one, that our life should be abundant. Two, that it should be more than we should expect. Our life should, our, our, the things that we are experiencing in life should blow our mind and that it should overflow. We should be um, so in love of God, so in tune with God, walking uh, in the fullness that God has for us that is overflowing. We're sharing it with others. Um, our light I mean, our, our life is a light that, that shines so brightly that others are uh, excited about our life. Others see the goodness of God on us and they want to know how to live this life as well. We are a living testimony. And thank you, Holy Spirit. When you think about the life of Jesus, he embodied all of this. When you study the scriptures out of the life of Jesus, it shows that People were trampling over each other to get to Jesus. Uh, people uh, walked with Jesus all night. People, uh, he, they, the Bible uh, would say things like uh, Jesus um, went away to a secluded place, but the crowds followed him. People were seeking out Jesus because he was living in abundance. He was living more than what the average person would expect. He was healing. He was um, uh, teaching. He was ministering. He was connecting. He was showing love. He was giving wisdom. He was changing the atmosphere around him. This is the abundant life that Jesus has promised us. We are to be change agents in this world. More than enough. Everything in abundance. Everything. Everything that concerns you should be a life of abundance. Jesus promised us the abundant life. This lets us know that we are blessed to live out God's promises. Just think about it like this. God, it, just think about it like this. It is God's nature to be loving. He has planned out every intricate detail of our entire lives, and he knows how to provide to sustain us, how to encourage us, how to teach us, however he gives. However, he gives us free will to choose the life that we desire. 
it's our choice. It's our choice. And I don't know about you, but I want the abundant life. I want the life that is more than what I expect. And we're not just talking about money. I'm talking about having a peace of mind, uh, how to raise my children, how to be successful in marriage, uh, how to fulfill and maximize myself in my career, how to show up as a friend, how to have a mind of peace, how to be mentally well, everything, how to um, add value to the world. These are the promises of God. And, and the thing that I love about God so much, a lot of times us as humans, we are always trying to figure things out. We search in Google, we research in, we ask questions, we, we walk around um, just with a desire to know, 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 to learn more, uh, to explore more, to have an understanding. Um, and God says, here I am. I have everything that you need everything and you have access to it so we have to make a choice and making a choice we have to know what are the promises of god when you talk about the promises of god by definition they are things that are assured it's a pledge it's things that are already secure it's the protection of god it's his authority it's a voucher from god and it is proof that what he says what he has already said will be established. We can take God at his word. And when you think about the promises of God, they are things that God has already said. They are things that God has already uh, promised to us. And when you look at the Bible, it blows my mind about how many promises there are in the Bible. Remember when I said that when I first um, you know, started developing a relationship with Christ, I was just overwhelmed with how much he loved me and how many good things he had for my life. I did not know that he cared about me so much. He just kept saying, Nicole, you are a woman of virtue. Nicole, you have this. Nicole, you have that. Nicole, Nicole, Nicole. I was just like, God, yes, like this is amazing. And so so it, um, the last person who counted how many uh, promises there were in the Bible, they came up with a count of 8,810. And that's just man's count. So when I look at the Bible, you know, the 8,810 are good. I also consider the things that God speaks to me through his Holy Spirit on a daily basis to be considered as the promises of God. So they're innumerable. We can't even count how many promises there are of God because there are so many, but you can just look at the 8,810 that are, you know, in the Bible and just go ahead and get some for your day. Every day, confess what the promises of God are for your life and walk them out. And in an article by Noel uh, Kirchner, she explains um, 11 promises that God wants us to constantly be aware of. And so she says the first one is that God loves us unconditionally. The next one is you are never alone. And then number three, you are redeemed and have eternal and have an eternal home in heaven. Number four, God formed you in, with intention and knows you intimately. Number five, you are who the Bible says says you are. Number six, God plans for your God's plan for your life is to prosper you, not to harm you. Number seven, the risk that God is calling you to take is worth it. Number eight, you have a you have special strength available to you through faith 
and that is through the power of Christ. Number nine, God hears your prayers and can move through them. Number 10, hope is hope is always alive in your life through faith. Number 11, God can reveal himself to you and others through community. That's just a few of the promises that God has for us. God has already established his promises. They belong to us. We have to take ownership of them and declare them over our lives daily. We have to receive them in our heart and walk them out by faith every single day. TDJ says, no matter where you are in your life right now, know this, God put you on this earth to fulfill the promise he has predestined for your life. Your life is already established. All we have to do now is get the promises and declare them over our life. Why is it important to declare the promises over our life? It's important to declare the promises over our life because as a man thinketh, so is he. We have creative power on the inside of us. God created the entire Everything that exists, everything that's invisible and invisible, God created it with his mouth. And he has given us that same, we don't have the same level of power, but God has given us the power to create things with our mouth. Declaring the promises of God is declaring God's word back to him. It's already established. It's a guarantee. So when we know the promises of God, when we speak them out of our mouth in faith, they are guaranteed to come to pass. That means that we are guaranteed to receive what God says is true, but we have to take ownership of it. We have to embody it for ourselves. We have to take ownership of it. We have to receive it for ourselves. And when you think about that, you have to embody the promises of God. Why do you want to embody the promises of God? Because they belong to you. God has given us a key we have access to everything in heaven, everything. Just think about that. We have access. God has given us total access to everything that pertains to life, that pertains to us fulfilling our deepest desires and our purpose in life. We have the access. And we know we have access to all of God's promises because in Ephesians 1 and 3, it tells us that it says every spiritual blessing in, in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father the father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. So God is not trying to figure it out. God is not trying to figure out how to get us um, from point A to point B. He already knows. And he's saying, come to me and join in with me to receive the spiritual blessings that I have already prepared for you. And I want to lavish upon you as a gift of love. Every promise belongs to us. Every promise belongs to us. We have to see ourselves in them. 
we have to see ourselves in them. So we have to know the promises of God that comes from studying the word, that comes from uh, getting the word for our lives. We have to clothe ourselves in them. So every day when we wake up, we can command our day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. When storms come in our life, God, you promised me peace, joy, and righteousness. Peace manifests right now. When our heart is overwhelmed, we can declare, Lord, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. When we're being attacked, we can say, God, you said that when a man's ways please you, even his enemies will be at peace with him. When we are having feelings of being lost and confused, Lord, you know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something like an open book. You watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life are all prepared before I even lived one day. Every day of our life was already prepared, even before we lived one day. So your today is prepared. Your tomorrow is prepared. But God said for in order for us to maximize the time to walk in our, our fullest potential, we have to declare the promises over our life. We have to embody them. We have to accept them. We have to learn them. That's through spending time with God and, um, and uh, reading his word and confessing them over our life. There is a promise for everything that we will experience in life. And for me, when I want to know what God says about a thing, I, I, I Google search it. Uh, they have a great website that I often use. It's called openbible.info.com. And when you go on this website, it has a search um, bar where you can type in God's promises. And then it brings up over a hundred verses about God's promises. You can type in finances, you can type in uh, health, healing, hurt, like whatever the topic is, you can type it in. Or even you can Google search. What did the Bible say about this? What does the Bible say about that? When you get it, then you can see what God has already promised and you can begin to declare those over your life and, and walk in the manifestation of what those promises are for you. We will embody the promises of God when one, we know what the promises are and we command them by faith. We confess them. We open up our mouth and confess them out. And we do not have not one ounce of doubt because even an ounce of doubt can forfeit the promises that God has for us because God said faith is the only way to please him. Faith, it is our key. It is our access to heaven and it is total reliance on God. And just think about it. God already promised us these things. So all we have to do is believe, believe. God already promised us these things. So all we have to do is believe by faith. And we can't believe the word of God and uh, be contradictory at the same time. It's either we're with God or we're not. But God has shown us, he has proven to us that his way of abundant living is best. So every day we must get up and declare the word of God over our lives. Just think about how many days we didn't get up and declare God's uh, promises over our life. Look at how much we missed 
due to a lack of knowledge. But God says, no more will my people perish for a lack of knowledge. I have a plethora of blessings, a plethora of gifts and promises if my people will only believe, receive, and walk in them. God wants us to experience his love, walk in his promises, and we um, are going to do that. We bring glory to God when we walk in his promises. God is not pleased. I think it really breaks his heart when he sees his children living in despair, especially when he's like, Nico, I have a word of knowledge for you. I have a word of for you to get out of this situation if you would only declare my promises over your life. He has offered us a way of escape and it bring, it does not bring him glory when we don't walk in our promises. God wants us to fulfill the life that he sent Jesus to this earth so that we could have. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. And to make it you know, applicable to our daily living, that's like someone leaving us a million dollars. They said, Nicole, the only way for you get, to get this a million dollars is to go and take the key that I left at the bank and go into the safe and put the key in the safe and get the money. But because I'm busy and preoccupied with other things, I never made time to go and get the money. It's already there. It's there. It's available for me, but I did not go and get it. So I can walk around. I can go to the store and say, you know what? I have a million dollars, but it's over there at the bank. The store is going to look at me crazy. I can't utilize it until I take possession of it, until I take ownership of it. We have to do that with the promises of God. They are already here for us. Second Corinthians 1 and 20 says, for as many as the promises of God in Christ, they are all answered yes. So through him, we say our amen to the glory of God for all of the promises of God find their yes and fulfillment in him and his yes and our amen ascend to God. We bring him glory. The promises of God are yes and amen. This means that it is written in the Bible. When we take ownership of what God has said in the Bible, it has to come to pass. Jesus says, God, these are your people declaring your word. Do it for them. That is an awesome position for us to be in, knowing how much God loves us, knowing that we have promises, guaranteed uh, acts of favor, guaranteed ways for us to maximize our time on life and just to be fulfilled in God. We have access to God. We are living this life of promise. It belongs to us. So we're just going to encourage ourselves today and we're going to get in this word and we're going to get all of the promises that God has for us. Thank you so much for listening. On today's episode, we talked about the life Jesus promised we could have in walking in these promises. We discussed being created in the image and likeness of God and how God commands us to be blessed. Where we stand now in God's eyes, we also look at how God's promises are readily available. And lastly, how to embody and take ownership of the promises of God in everyday living. 
make sure that you join me on Facebook at Nicole Atkinson and on Instagram at Nicole Atkinson, I-N-C, and that you go to my website at www.NicoleAtkinsonInc.com. Thank you so much for listening to All Things Jesus. Before you go, go and show this show some love and give your favorite podcast a review. Thank you so much. Until we meet again next week, you guys be good. Ciao.